Welcome to the Hottest Party on TV podcast, a podcast all about Club MTV. I'm your host, music writer and pop culture enthusiast, Jerome Graham. This week, you'll get to hear my chat with actress and Club MTV dancer, Helena Apotheker. You've probably seen Helena in everything from Married with Children to Days of Our Lives to Chicago Hope and House. Helena danced on Club MTV in 1987 and 88. So it was really cool to get her perspective on the show during that time, but also what it was like going out to clubs and starting to see underground movements and trends bubble up and cross over into the mainstream. We also get into her thoughts on downtown Julie Brown, show's host, why, in her opinion, a show like Club MTV probably wouldn't work today, and how she knew when it was time for her to leave Club MTV. There was also a moment during this conversation where I was almost brought to tears. Um, I was just really moved. As you'll hear, Helena tells the story of how she discovered the Club MTV fan page account on Instagram and reached out in 2020. And I won't get into it because you'll hear it in the episode, but let's just say this interview was a long time coming and I'm just really glad that it happened. So enough of me, let's get into my chat with Club MTV dancer, Helena. even though you are grown-ups, you know, late 20s to mid-30s who are going back to a time after Studio 54 and before New York got gentrified um, to that club scene and to Club MTV. And, you know, it's funny because... I got on Club MTV because there was a sign-up. I was a student at NYU, and a poster went up saying, open audition at the Palladium. And I remember I looked at my friend David and said, well, let's go. You know, like, we can go dance in the Palladium? And um, I, it was, I, I believe, I, then I had a call back, and then I was on it. I was only on this show for about a year, maybe a year and a half, because um, I well, anyway, so and it was a great year and a half. And the great thing about it was it was during a time when fashion and music were blending together. And, you know, we would know who, like, was coming and we would dress appropriately. Like, I remember when Run DMC came, I went and got my Run DMC shirt, you know, that I still have, which is older than you, and <laughs> wore that when they were there. And it was a time where music was really affecting fashion um, to almost express our generation's feelings about things. They weren't separate entities. Um, and so I was, it's funny because I danced on Club MTV, but I was a club kid. So I was out and about in New York at MK Nell's, the Tunnel, Limelight, the Pyramid Club. And, you know, we would have this 
thing where the big joke would be you would go into a club. This was our way of tagging and friending people before we had phones. So let's say, Jerome, you and I went into the club and I would break left and you would break right. And we would ask everybody if we had seen each other. So you would say, have you seen Helena? I would say, have you seen Jerome? And everybody would start asking around if anybody had seen anybody. And that's how we all knew we were all at the same club. And that was our way of tagging each other. And so the club MTV culture and the the New York culture of clubs kind of mixed together because club MTV actually represented what was happening within the city. So um, those two things intersected because it was a cross-culture of people um, and it was a cross-culture of fashion and music. And that's what was happening in New York at the time. And so Club MTV in the beginning of it really represented kind of the idea that New York was coming out of one phase and entering into, I guess, what is now known as pop culture icon or whatever into another so, um, you know, that was, that was what I was going to say about that. And then Tracy and I did some modeling for Club MTV. Um, they, they did a bunch of ads that said, you've got to want it. And we were there with baseball caps and, you know, towels and drink holders, lots of big hair all over the place. <laughs> And we, and you know, and so we did that together. And then I remembered, now I don't remember the year, if it was 87 or 88, but we were invited to Times Square, some of the Club MTV dancers, to watch the ball drop. Oh, wow. And we were at the top of this building at the Club MTV office at, the, at a party. And it was just like you couldn't believe that, like, an open audition just to dance and have fun and get dressed up could lead to so many different things. Right. It just, it was such an interesting time uh, for music and fashion, but also for MTV. Like that's that period where they're starting to move away from the original five VJs and they're introducing different programming and, Hip hop's becoming a mainstream thing, right? And they and they brought the i. It wasn't now people telling us what we want to listen to or introducing us to music. It was us having the experience of the music live. I mean, that's the other thing. When I look back on your on your IG posts or your YouTube and all of that, I'm like, holy Moses! I saw some great live music. <laughs> Like, where in my lifetime am I going to ever get to see things like that again? Right. You know, so, um, yeah. By the way, Wikipedia Mm -hmm. needs facts for their Club MTV um, section. So I want you to know because you might want to contribute to that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen it's it's a mess <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but when i was like you know life goes on and and then you're reminded of this time in your life that was so magical and it started to make me go back and look at all these different things and 
you know, I did want to tell you this, and it's a little more personal, but I, I wanted you to know this because as a young man who's making changes and, and kind of reintroducing things into this world now, um, you know, um, you and I got in touch uh, in August of 2020. And my ex-boyfriend, who is a director who did a bunch of Adam Sandler movies that I met at NYU, Frank Karachi, sent me your web, your IG. And um, my mother had passed four months before that. And the next thing I know, I'm watching myself on Club MTV. And so you've brought this beautiful thing back into the world when I think things were a little easier. They wanted you to know on a personal level, on a personal note, that your Instagram post helped me get through a difficult time of my life because it reminded me of a time of my life that was so easy and fun and filled with great things. And so on a personal note, I just wanted to thank you for that because I think part of why people do things or should be doing things is, is to to make a change. And you made a change for me during that time. And I, I wanted to tell you that. And now I'll be quiet and you can ask me any questions you would like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you. That that obviously means a ton to me. And um, I'm glad it moved you. And yeah, let's let's talk more about your time on the show. You got a lot of, of camera time and interviews with Julie. What was she like back in the day? Well, it's funny because I forgot about all that. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, um, Julie really, um, really knew how to work her world and how to bring us together as a unit. And I think she really did her homework because by the, you know, couple months in, she pretty much knew us by name, you know, those of us who had been there. And so um, as much as she was separated from us because she was the host, she was still a part of us, even though, you know, she, she had to run the, she had to run the train. She had to run the dance train. Um, and, um, and I always, like, I kind of got a bunch of interesting questions. <laughs> like I always had a lot of opinions about things <laughs> and, um, and so they, she would always be like, you know, when she would come to me, she would always kind of look at me and be like, here we go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here she goes again. Helena, darling, we're going to see Robert Palmer's video coming your way. And um, this is like the third clip, I believe that he surrounded himself with like, these mannequin models. Do you, th do you still like to see that? That thing, or would you like to see something new from Robert Palmer? Well, I think the concept is a good one because it shows how women can be sexy and classy, not just sexy and trashy. And it also shows women dressed, which is nice, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, then, well, what we're going to do, I'll tell you what, I'd love for you to do this for me. Could you take us into the next clip? I want to dance. Go ahead. Here's Robert Palmer with Simply Irresistible. I was also a little bit more of one of the conservative dress dancers. And so when, when things started to shift on the show is when I knew it was time for me to leave. I also had gotten a job at the Royalton Hotel. And the funny thing about that is Steve Rebell and Ian Schrager, who owned Studio 54 at the time, opened up the Royalton in 1988. So they went from club life to hotel life. And between school and work, it was too much for me, you know, but everything we did in New York during that time was kind of an amalgam of the idea of what Club MTV represented to that time. Different races, different religions, 
um, different types of music, and and we were all in one place dancing and sharing things together. And that's what New York felt like then in the mid in the late eighties, early nineties. You know, so everything kind of popped out of the club scene. But back to Julie, she was very nice. I mean, she was nice. She had a complicated job. And I, th- I think she did it well. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen the show that came after The Grind. And the first thing that struck me right away was, oh, okay, I see the magic in what Julie was doing compared to... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. She got to know us, you know what I mean? Even though, you know, she had a lot to do and during commercial, like we would get little breaks and then, you know, she would go do hair and makeup and get her cards and everything. But she was a definite personality and I don't think the show would have been anything close to what it was without her input. Okay. Did you have people that you looked forward to dancing to or or dancing with or favorite people that you hung out with on the show or? Well, here's the thing. There was a lot of kids there who were dancers, you know, professionally. And so they spent a little more time together. I would leave and go back to school because I had to get to class, but I liked Seeing, and like now that I'm like looking at some of the the Instagrams, I can remember everybody. And like I can't remember because my memory is not what it used to be. Specific moments, but I remember walking in and being like, we were like a family, and we had no idea what we were creating then. Do you know what I mean? We were just a bunch of kids dancing and having a good time. And what's funny is years later. I was in acting class with some of the people on Club MTV um, that I didn't even know they were on the show. And I'm not sure what years they were there, but they w- I don't believe they were there when I was there. And then I left New York pretty quickly. I left New York in the 90s to come to L.A. Um, because I had a chance to be on some television shows. And so my Club MTV time was fast and furious. And I kind of lost touch with everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a common theme I'm getting from some of these interviews I've done is, I guess because of the time when you all were together, that was obviously pre-social media and cell phones right. and all that. Right, and unless you had a landline, mm-hmm. you know, and you, it was very different. So that was also what made going to dance for the day so special was you got to see your friends because you normally, you did, because everybody had jobs or they were in school or they were pursuing their careers. And, and so we, but during that moment, it was like magical because it was a whole other world that we were creating when we all got to be together. And then when you left, you know, that moment stayed there because you were living it. You didn't take it with you on your phone. You, we didn't have pictures of everybody except for, some of the stills, like I still have some of the MTV stills. Like I remember we had a pajama party. That was really fun. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't wait to see what everybody's going to wear. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and what was really funny is a, like I showed up in men's pajama bottoms and a big t-shirt and a pillow, you know, we're carrying a pillow <laughs> and some people were in lingerie. Some people were in robes. Um, and so, 
the only the only memories we have, the only like pictures and stuff we have are the thing, the clips that you're showing, or any of the stills that they gave us that we got to keep. Wow. Yeah. Well, hopefully, when this podcast goes up, um, you know, maybe the other dancers will reach out, and you'll all get reconnected. That's something I've I've heard happens. So. That would be fun. I don't see because I don't even know who's in LA. I'm I'm still in LA. I and so I'm not. I'm sure a lot of people are out here, you know, because everybody, you know, there's a lot of work out here after that. Oh, for sure. All right. You how, know. So yeah. How did you pick your your outfits for the show? Well, um, I kind of, you know, I I had my own sense of what I liked. And I was kind of like, um, the best way to put it is I was more of like a button down, high waisted pant kind of girl. And then, um, my look started to change a little bit as, um, you know, school girls skirts with high, high knee socks and, you know, combat boots. And so depending upon, like I, we would, I would bring, and I could tell that everybody was doing the same thing. We would have to bring our own clothes, you know? And so depending upon who was on that day, we would all pick outfits that kind of fit that, who was, who was playing. And so, you know, it's funny because after I stopped acting, my, and now as I'm talking to him, like, wow, like everything followed Club MTV. My, the second part of my career was in fashion and vintage couture. And so, um, it's funny when I look back that, you know, it kind of all started there, you know, that you, you dress for how you feel, you dress for the music, you dress for the day. And we had, we would all have a lot of clothes with us. Let me tell you. And a lot of people would swap around outfits. You know, or be like, this belt will look fabulous with that. So I kind of just, I picked what was in. And I also, you know, I also think that style isn't what's in fashion. Style is how you wear it. That's what style is, how you wear what you, you know, don't let your clothes wear you. And so, um, and so that was kind of what I was doing is different, different bands were coming on. You know, we would have different rock t-shirts, button-down t-shirts, skirts, dresses, things like that. So, um, and a lot of the girls, you know, it was a time where showing your belly was, you know, as a matter of fact, I think that was one of the interviews was kind of starting to become a big trend. And now, you know, then it stopped and now it's back again in 2022. Do you know? Like fashion, like history is cyclical. It just repeats itself. Right. Welcome back to Club MTV. Helena, I've been watching like fashion, why we've been doing Club MTV and stuff, and a lot of the girls have been wearing short skirts and showing off their little like bellies and stuff like that. Now, I've noticed a lot of guys are doing the same thing now, coming with cut-off tops. Do you like that look on men? Well, I think it looks okay on men, but I think everything has to be done with a certain amount of taste. And the more you hint at things rather than expose everything, the sexier you are. What do you think about the guys in the Bananarama video where they show their midriff and they got little bikini bottoms on? I think it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Would you like to get us into the next tip anyway, Helena? Here's the Pet Shop Boys with What Have I Done to Deserve This? What have I? What have I? Speaking about the music, did you have like any 
artists that came through that like really stood out or made an impact on you? Um, well, I, okay. So now this was like, I'm trying to remember everything. I remember salt and pepper that almost put me in a home. I was so excited that they were there. Like, I could not breathe. Um, Run DMC was another one that I loved. Mary, Mary, why you bugging? Like, it was that kind of genre that, that really kind of touched me, you know, more so than other things. Okay, um, like the hip-hop stuff? The hip-hop stuff, because I think it was finally coming to a, another culture. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? It was it was always like there in New York, but it was finally coming to a mainstream culture. So you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but how did you know it was time for you to leave Club MTV? Well, um, it was time for me to leave Club MTV because it was actually for me. The show was becoming a little more. Um, sexually driven and the clothes were getting less and less. And these were all choices that everybody was making for themselves. Nothing that MTV said or did drove it that way. But the girls realized that if, you know, the smaller the clothes, the more camera time you got. And that's not, that's, you know, that's not who or what I am. And also um, I started to audition in New York for theater and for different plays. And I got an agent I was with Ford Petite Models and the Ford and their talent agency. And so between school and auditions and working at the Royalton, they're just, I didn't have days to block off to go and do that anymore. And um, I think like everything in life, when you're finished something, you know you're finished. Mm-hmm. And not, not because it's bad, not because you want to leave, just because it's done. And that part of my life felt done for me, you know? And so, and, and I, I missed it, but also I was still in the club world that I, I still got to go out and dance with my friends. I just did. Now I just didn't get filmed doing it. Right. You know? And, um, and then I had an opportunity to come to LA and I started working right away. And, and then I just kind of never went back. Wow. That makes sense, though. Everything kind of had its sort of natural conclusion. Yes, like just like everything in life. There's a natural progression. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you can't move on. You can't get a new beginning if you don't finish something. Do you know what I mean? Totally. That makes sense. And I felt that MTV had given me the experiences that I needed. It gave me some airtime. It gave me some tape. I met some great people. I got to see some great bands. Um, but I wasn't a dancer. I was an actor. And um, and so when I came to LA and I booked jobs on, you know, you might not you might know these TV shows, but a lot of people wouldn't. I booked jobs on Married with Children and Blossom and Doogie Howser, and my career started. And so I, you know, but I don't know, here's the truth. I don't know if I would have been as comfortable in front of a camera and auditioning in front of people if I hadn't have been on Club MTV, because it did kind of prepare you for all of that. 
that's what I've heard. I've heard that from a few different people that pursued entertainment, that whether it be acting or modeling post the show, was they felt prepared. They felt they had a comfortability or a work ethic or you know, knowing you have to dress a certain way or be on time because of their time yeah. on the show. And also, you know, nothing prepares you for being in front of a camera except for being in front of a camera. Right. You know, and Julie, one of the great things about Julie is she gave us great setups. You know, she gave us great setups into our lead-ins for our camera time. And so that that's also practice unto itself. Definitely. So you mentioned that you did um, the photo shoot with Tracy. Did any other cool opportunities come up while you were on Club MTV? Not really. They kind of handpicked us. No, I'm sure other people had other opportunities with MTV, but Tracy and I were picked for that photo shoot. And then those of us were picked to go to Times Square. So those were my two, you know, out-of-pocket MTV opportunities. Um, and then, um, and so I'm sure as you get through all of us, other people will have other stories for you about what they were asked to do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting about sort of how they went around picking people for different things, but... Yeah, but I've heard a range of stories. Some people have come on and said, oh, I never got picked for anything. <laughs> <And then laughs> well, I, I'm going to testify that I think Tracy and I got picked for, for this because we had matching hair. I mean, her hair was amazing. And that's why, like, in your, in, your, um, in your post when you said who had the bigger hair, it was definitely Tracy over Julie Brown. I don't know how she did it. As a matter of fact, Tracy, if you're listening, get in touch with me. I need the secret. <laughs> you know, because it was enormous and it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we, she and I actually did those, both those things together. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So I only have a couple questions left. This has been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's been my fun, my joy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if MTV were to do a reunion show, like call you all back and bring you all together again, would you do it? Absolutely. But I'm not sure I can dance the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 55 is different than in 19 and 20. But of course, that would be a, that would be a scream. That would be terrific. And separate from just the idea that we were all kids in New York during a really phenomenal time, I would love to see where everybody's life has taken them and how that was like a fun launching pad for us. Absolutely. So yes, I would definitely come back. Yeah, there's there's so many stories there. You know, obviously there are some who have had very public entertainment careers, um, but everyone's done pretty interesting things. 
الشدة either stayed in the arts, stayed in dance, entered into fashion. I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, IT guys in there too. But I, 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 I and what would be one, interesting yeah. to me, you know, would be interesting to me is to know like what that was like for that, like to be on Club MTV and then go to the business world, you know? Yeah, I, I did have one like that. Um, not sure if you remember him, Christian. Um, He went on to do IT for New York Times, so... Really? Yeah, he didn't end up pursuing acting or, or modeling or dancing. He went uh, the business route, so... Wow. Yeah, and so it'd be great to, like, meet up with people like that. But, you know, it's not like the New York Times is some shabby situation. Oh, you, know? <laughs> you know, it's not some newspaper we never heard of. So that's, I'm going to, well, after this, you know, I've kind of, I'm going to go back and kind of review and look at a couple of things. And, you know, because years ago, when I, years ago, I remember, must have been in 2004 or five, I think, mm, We were watching, I was in the living room and all of a sudden I heard Club MTV and um, uh, on the television. And I was like, what's going on? And they had run some crazy marathon of it for days. And then that was kind of like the last time I had really thought about it until you popped up. Oh, the VH1 classic marathon. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You're so knowledgeable. <laughs> right. About Club MTV, of all things. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, it's a whole time. You know, it represents a whole time of, of, I think, before the world got a little more removed from itself. Right. Right. Uh, what do you think is the legacy of Club MTV? really complicated question even though it was such a simple show um, I think it's a reminder to a time where being connected to each other and connected to music and to dance and to fashion being connected to the things in the world that were tangible was really coming to life and I, I think you know I uh, I think that technology is a gorgeous thing, but you know, we would be there all day talking to each other, not on our phones. And we got to know each other. And it's like, even if, even if I can't remember everybody's face and everybody's name, I remember my experience with them. And that's what I think the legacy is. It's about the experience of our time when the world was a little simpler um, and still on its way up. But, you know, it, about connecting, you know, because you can imagine today if we were all shoved into the Palladium to shoot 10 shows in a day and everybody had a telephone. It would have been a very different show. And I think some of what you see in the show, in watching it, is us still getting to know each other on the dance floor in front of the cameras. Because even though we were dancing, we were still talking to each other. 
we were having full-blown conversations or talking about this artist or that artist. And so we were connecting. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, camera to the right, camera to the right. Woohoo! Dance, 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 you know? And so I think the legacy is really about being connected to each other, you know? And, and having all those beautiful worlds collide into one. Wow. Do you think a show in that format could work today for the kids now? I don't. Hmm. I don't. Unless you take their phones away. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that everybody, this is my personal opinion. I think that everybody is too self-involved on their phones to be involved with each other in the same way. I just think our times have changed. Yeah, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, so... That's it. That's it, my darling. You cannot do that. Right. Well, yeah, it's it's a shame. There there were so many dance shows at that point in time, but they've all gone away. Yeah, I mean, because I don't... You know, like, now we have, you know, now we have So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars... It's a whole different world than just a bunch of kids getting together and dancing. Right. That's you its know? own different thing. Yeah. Right. And so I just don't know who's interested, you know, in in that in that kind of, like, I think to watch Club MTV brings back nostalgia. I think it gives you a chance for kids to see bands that maybe they didn't know about or artists they didn't know about, designers they didn't know about. You know, um, our fashion was very 80s and 90s, which is now making a huge comeback. But, you know, I just think that, you know, it's exactly what you said, Jerome. You can't put a genie back in the bottle. But I'm so grateful that I grew up during that time and that I had that experience. Because, you know, I I can't imagine being the same age now. Right. You know, I mean, like you you can't even walk down the street. Everybody's on their phone walking down the street. Nobody's looking at each other. (laughs) We were together for 12 hours a day, you know, changing clothes, putting on makeup, talking, eating together, exchanging phone numbers, talking about our lives. Like, it was a whole, there was a club MTV world inside of the Palladium, separate from what was being filmed. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. It, it just, it wouldn't be the same if it happened today. No. No. Okay. My last question. This is the tough one. What was your favorite song to dance to on Club MTV? Okay. Um, actually, you just played the clip. I, I just turned my phone on because I want to hear the clip. But now I can't remember the song. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, I'm going to have to take a pass on that. Okay. Because now I can't. Now I'm all <laughs> nervous and I can't remember the song. Oh, no. Well, if you can find the clip, send it to me after and I'll... I'll throw that in the episode. And you put your way to make it work. Yes, I will. I will. You actually played it on your, I'll find it. Cause I was just, I was going through all of your stuff this morning and last night <laughs> and, and just to jog my memory, mm-hmm. you know, because life moves on. 
And so many things happen that you kind of, you forget. And I was like, let me go back. So I'll find the song. I'll send you the clip that you played that reminded me of my favorite song. And I forgot to write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for the love of Pete. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that works. Just let me know and I'll uh, throw that in. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Jerome. You are just a doll. And once again, thank you for helping me during a really complicated time. Then you had no idea that you were. And many thanks again to Helena for coming on the podcast. That was a blast. She's just really cool. So that was a ton of fun. As always, be sure to check out Club MTV fan page on YouTube also instagram and facebook too we just hit over eighteen thousand subscribers on the youtube channel and there's a ton of great clips and full episodes of the show up there for you to enjoy if you've been listening to the podcast you know i always ask my guests what their favorite song to dance to on club mtv was and then i close out the episode with that song Helena was a bit stumped in the moment, but she Just and the job really done.